We used to have such a great relationship. What happened? Parenting is the hardest job, and there is not a close second. Welcome, and thanks for listening. I'm Nate. And I am Steve, and we want to help you stop parenting and start coaching. Listen, we got a story that every parent is familiar with. We're going to talk about Lori a little bit. Lori, when Lori was in elementary school, she was bouncy, bubbly little girl. She did gymnastics. Uh, and she would come home and she would tell her parents everything that happened at school and gymnastics. You know the stuff that kids come home with, right? You don't even have to ask them questions. They'll come home and just start going on. Right. Tommy pushed me at recess. Susie called me names. Yep. All the, the bad stuff, the good stuff, you get it all from kids. And in elementary school, it's so nice. And then they go on to middle school. And all of a sudden, their friends start to become more important. They start to spend a lot more time worrying about what their friends are doing. You also know how that goes, right? I want this app. Yes. I, it's really cool. I need to have it. And the reason I need to have it is because all of my friends have it. All my friends have it. And that's how they communicate. And it's so important for them to be able to communicate with their friends at all times. And so if their friends have a certain app, then they're going to want the app too. Well, that happened with Lori. And she wanted to get this app so she could communicate with her friends, but her parents weren't really comfortable with her having that app. And so they wouldn't let her get it. And they moved on, like life went on, but it ended up being kind of a turning point in their relationship because Lori started to you know, think, oh, my parents, they're, they're not really letting me do what I want. They're not interested in me having friends. They're not, they're not the cool parents. They're not the cool parents. They're the strict parents. Yes. And, and that's, yeah, that's a, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, but Lori had to deal with that. And so it changed their relationship. Now Lori ends up in high school. She's still doing these competitive gymnastics things, which adds a whole different level to the relationship between kids and their parents. But she gets into high school and she, they're, they're frequently at odds. They're starting to butt heads a lot more. Uh, they're getting into arguments uh, regularly, just about everything. Lori is frequently accusing her parents of criticizing everything that she does, trying to control her life. You know the stuff that, I mean, we're parents, we've been there. Yes. And get the same thing. But that's what Lori was experiencing and what her parents were. And so when we had the chance to work with them, you know, they're, they're dealing with all of that as well as how do they manage the competitive gymnastics thing. How many parents can relate to this? Yeah. It's a super familiar story, like all of us. We're, we're both parents. We, you have four kids. I got five kids. We've been down this road. You and have I had five kids? Five kids. Five kids. That's crazy. But I, I don't know. We learn from all of these things, and it's great. I've, I have a couple of, I have a few stepkids. Um, so, you know, I've been through that aspect of it as well. But no matter what your situation, this is a familiar story to all of us. And we want to try to help people to improve those relationships because that's really the most important thing. And I think that's one thing that would help me as a ton. If I could go back and be a parent again, I would get a lot more clear about what mattered the most to me as a parent. And it would help me avoid a lot of the conflicts that are unnecessary, but I was letting myself get into because I wasn't clear about that. So what do you think, what do you think mattered most to 
Lori's parents in this situation. And for our, our listeners, what, what does matter most to you in this yeah. situation? Now, that's a great question for our listeners to think about is what is the most important thing for me? For Lori's parents, it wasn't, it wasn't so much like they weren't bad parents and we're never here to, to bash on parents. But what most of us do as parents is we don't ever spend the time to actively create that idea of what's the most important thing for us. And Lori's parents had never gone through that process. They thought they were helping her out by trying to get her to get great grades, stay on top of her stuff, be the best gymnastics girl or the gymnast that, that she could. And none of those are bad things. But without the clarity of what's the most important thing, we can start to put some of those things like Lori trying to get a scholarship became more important than Lori's not feeling connected with me. And that difference ended up impacting their relationship in a lot of really negative ways. And so that's, that's kind of the challenge that the parents have to, to face as they're moving on with their kids, especially the parents of performers. Because performance kids have a lot of other things to worry about. And most kids are involved in performing in some way. You can, I mean, there's band, there's uh, acting, there's doing all of, the all of the sports and other things that they do. Speech, drama. Mm -hmm. So many different things. And so every parent has to run up against this at some point where they're trying to help their kids in so many ways. But as parents, the most, the, the default setting we go to is we give advice. We try to tell the kids how to do things. And that's where the name for our podcast really comes from is that advice giving. Oh, what's that more like? The advice giving, it's more like. It, it's like you're a business consultant. Yeah. You, you, have a, you have a checklist of 15 things. Do this, 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 this. And if you do, you'll get this result and... I think you should do this because I know I'm right. I know these have worked in other situations, yep. but this may not work for Lori. And, but, but we pay in business. Those people are paid millions of dollars, right? To come in, tell people what to do, give them the checklist. You do it. You make money. There and, you the, go. and the person wants them to come in. Yes. Yeah, they invite them in. But do, So for our listeners, does Lori, has Lori invited her parents in? You know what? That's a fabulous question. That's such a great question for us as parents to think about is have our kids invited us into that space to, to give them advice? And we'll get into that in a future episode. That's a whole nother thing that we could talk about. But it's so important to think about, have you been invited in? And if Lori's not inviting her parents in, which she hadn't, and her parents are now coming and giving advice, that's really tough. But as kids, when they're younger, the elementary ones, we can tell them whatever to do and they'll listen to us and they'll do it. And it usually works out really great. There's no guarantee that it will, but it, if nothing else, it just cements that they listen to us, they value our opinion and we feel really great as parents. But when they become teens, they don't like to listen to us anymore, do they? No. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there's a transformation that that happens yeah and as as parents we uh we're sometimes surprised by it but we, i don't know that we should be surprised by it i know and it, we know it's coming and we don't yeah anyway 
that that's and that's the name of our podcast here is the this idea of stop parenting and start coaching because the parenting approach has fallen into this thing where we tell them what to do we make them go and do the right things and that's our job as parents our job is to see them be successful by going to school getting great grades getting the scholarships going to college getting a job paying taxes and that's it and that's so, our job so you want parents to start coaching yeah, the the coaching approach because the coaching but approach. I, but I but I thought the coaching approach was just telling them what to do. Ah, and I I know I've screwed that up as a coach. <laughs> I've fallen into that. I'm just going to tell them everything to do. But real coaching is about helping them create for themselves. It's helping them envision a future. It's helping them to realize, oh, this is something that I want to try. This is something I work. Because people support what they help create. And if we can help our kids through a coaching approach to create a future that they're excited about, when Lori got to the point where Lori actually said, I want to try to get a scholarship, completely changed the dynamics there. Because now instead of it being the parents like, well, you've got to do this and this and this to get the scholarship, Lori was more open to things that could help her go and get the scholarship that she ended up getting. And that's the shift that we're talking about with this is we're not bashing on parents. We're not saying to, to stop being consistent with setting boundaries and having rules and things like that. Par parenting is the hardest job on the earth. And there's not a close there's second. There's not a close second. And this is a big part of why, because we love them so darn much. We want to see them be successful, and we're going to tell them how to do it <laughs> because, gosh dang it, we're yes. going to make them be successful because we yeah. love them so much. And so it's this weird thing to get into, but that, that coaching approach, and it's uh, our podcast is going to have lots of different bits about this, uh, about little things that, that people can do to help foster that coaching approach and really get really good at helping your kids create for themselves and empowering them to do it and really turning them loose. And Lori's parents were terrific to work with. They started changing their approach a little bit. Like um, the meet that she went to, you remember the... Sure. Tell us about that. High, high intensity, yes. <laughs> gymnastics, somersaults, uh, what is it? The, the we're horse. clearly not gymnastics. Yeah, coaches. we're clearly not gymnastics <laughs> coaches, but uh, parallel bars, yes. uneven bars, the yep. oh, my favorite, the balance beam. Yes, I like I like the balance beam. Yes, Lori Lori ends up getting one of her highest scores. Yep, has a solid meet, and yet after the meet. Which that brings up a whole nother uh, thing. The timing to, of when to yeah, talk to your Yeah, the timing kids. of when yep. to talk to your uh, child performers and athletes. But her, her mom asks her, th this is after she has scored the highest score on, I believe it was the uneven bars. Mm -hmm. Really, really good routine. And yet her mother asked her, uh, or no, didn't ask her. <laughs> her mother said something to the effect of, but your landing could have been better yeah. if you did. Good job this. on good job good. on that. Great job on the score. But 
your landing could have been better. Yes. And that just blows the whole thing up because the, the kids don't hear the compliment. We love to try to do this. I know I've tried to do the sandwich thing with my kids. Compliment, criticism, compliment. And they don't hear the compliment. They only hear the criticism. Totally deflating yep. for Lori. Pops High, the bubble. And highest it, score. Yeah. Was expecting uh, something completely different. And then the air just went out. Yep. And it reinforced Lori's belief that her parents were critical of everything that she did. And that's often how our kids end up with those beliefs is that sometimes we do try to criticize too much. We're trying to tell them what to do in our loving effort to help them be the best that they can be. Sure. So for our listeners, have you, have you ever with great intent, with very noble intent, actually deflated your, your son or daughter with, with what you said. Yep. Super hard to do. We can all think of a time when we've been in a similar situation and it's really challenging. Um, Oh, that's, I've, I've probably done it hundreds of times. Yeah. I've probably done it thousands of times. (laughs) My kids, we'll, we'll get our kids on here sometime and they'll tell you all. That would be, yeah, that would be, that that might be some fun guests for kids and former players. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I definitely uh, deflated my players a lot too. They'll all line up to tell you about it. But so how would you, how would you as a parent approach this? How would you make this shift to the, to the coaching side rather than the parenting side? I think that's a great question because, you know, that, that coaching approach, you have to, to kind of take a step back and we'll talk more about that in some future episodes. But a lot of, a lot of taking the step back involves simply asking questions, uh, making observations. I noticed you had a really great score on the uneven bars today. What do you think went well? And I don't say anything other than that. Just allow Lori to talk about what she feels like she did really well. And if Lori brings up something that that she thought she could have done better, oh, you feel like you could have done your landing better? What would you do different? And now I'm allowing Lori to start thinking through and creating. Now she's looking and evaluating herself. Oh, well, I, I would have held my head up a little bit or I would have smiled a little bit bigger or arched my back a little bit more. And you, you do sound like a gymnastic coach. I actually, my, my nephews and my niece did gymnastics for a while and they were decently good at it. It was fun to go and watch them. But so I hope I got the lingo right. Laura and Ben, make sure I got that right. Anyway, that's the kind of thing. It's those little shifts where you don't tell them what to do. You ask what they're, is they're thinking about. If they're sad, just make an observation. I notice you're feeling a little bit down. What's going on? And if they don't want to talk about it, that's okay. And you can even ask, when's the time when you feel like you might want to talk about it? And they say, never, then great, respect that. And it's really hard because we want to fix it for our kids. When they're hurting, we want to fix it. When they're doing something wrong and we know how great they can be, we want to fix it. So it's stepping away from that and using questions to start getting more out of our kids. So I I think a great thing for our our listeners to start thinking about is what are some questions that I can ask that will allow my kids more of an opportunity to talk. And I know when I talk with parents, this is one of the 
biggest challenges is getting their teens to talk. Yeah. And they, I, I even hear this, this from some parents. I try to ask non yes or no questions and they still respond with yes or no. So what, <laughs> so I'm curious here. Consistency. What, what, are, what are the questions, what are some examples of questions for our listeners that they can, that's really good. That they can experiment with. Like we talked about with Lori, um, asking, what do you feel like you did well? What was your favorite part of your day today? What's the most confident moment you had today? And get them talking about something, the questions that are out of the ordinary. Did, what did you do today that you're really proud of? Just along those lines, and we'll have a whole nother episode where we can get into that. But Well, that's a great recap yeah. of, of the questions. And I would be, uh, you know, I hope our listeners are excited to try one of them. Yep. Just trying some of them out. I think the challenge we really want to leave people with today, though, is create that idea of what really matters to you as a parent. What are the principles that you want to come with in your, your parenting and your relationship with your kids? Because when that becomes super clear, it's so much easier to do all the stuff that we're talking about. So the challenge is go make that clear vision of how you want to show up as a parent. Write it down. Write it down. Discuss it with, if, if you're in a situation with a spouse. Yeah. Get clear together. That's <laughs> getting on the same page. <laughs> and I think that's another thing we all screw up. I don't know if that's another episode, but being on the same page with your spouse with this thing helps a lot. And then you avoid the good cop, bad cop thing. You're both just there for your, your kids and your performers. Fantastic. Love it. On behalf of Steve Galley, I'm Nate Crandall, and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in to this episode. If you love what you're learning from the Stop Parenting and Start Coaching podcast, we would appreciate it very much if you would leave us a five-star review and some glowing comments. We also encourage you to share this episode with your friends and family who are parents of athletes and performers. And if you want to explore further and see what Steve and I are creating to help thousands of parents, athletes, and performers, please visit our company's website at createtransformbecome.com. That's createtransformbecome, all one word, .com. There you'll find a growing number of resources to help you elevate your performance. Thank you again for your support, and we encourage you to create a magical relationship with your athlete and performer.